Good morning, everybody, and welcome to episode 188, part two of the Quickie Podcast. I'm your host, Dave Hopkins, and thank you so much for checking in for part two here. This is the second half of my interview with Joshua Ariza. He's a freelance commercial artist and also the owner of Chomp Brand. If you haven't listened to part one yet, rewind one episode, check it out, hear the beginning story, how he got turned on to design, the influences to design, and his path to freelance. This part is where we get into the tough stuff, the challenges, the struggles, the lessons learned, and it's good. There's some gems in here. We also talk a lot about mentors, and I ask Josh, who are some mentors that have helped you out? And the guy just throws down name after name after name of incredibly talented designers that have helped him along the way. So let's get right to it. Ladies and gentlemen, part two of my interview with Joshua Ariza. Here we go. Welcome to the Quickie Podcast, the daily interview show where we talk to graphic designers about their journey to the creative field, and we do it in 30 minutes or less. So, are you ready for a Quickie? All right, Josh, the next few questions I have for you take you down, uh, drag you through the dirt a little bit, bring up some horrible memories, and um, that's just what we're about here. So, yeah, yeah. A couple of tough questions, and then we'll spin it around and we'll end in a happy spot. Sure. Uh, what has been the most challenging period of time in your design career so far? Why was it challenging, and how did you get through it? Yeah, I mean, I have a couple of answers. I'll give you the answer that I know is allowed to be on the podcast, mm-hmm. and then maybe we'll edit out the second answer. The first answer is um, when I became a freelancer, it was stressful as shit. Um, I didn't know what I was doing. Um, I didn't really have any mentors in my life and, um, and I didn't have any clients. So I, the first, um, the, the first step outside, it was really scary. My wife had also lost her job in between there. Um, so I was just thinking about money, man. I mean, money stress is money stress, but, um, I hit the ground running. I was charging like $500 a logo. I was working for any Tom, Dick and Harry who would hire me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't know where I was going to eat from it was stressful invoicing and, you know, managing my finances in that way. But I did fine, you know? Um, but I think the stepping out into the unknown was really, really strange. Um, and, um, you have to learn a new skill when you become a freelancer and that is selling business and, and networking. And that's not a skill that you, that's inherent to any job that you have before that. So you, I'm an outgoing person, fortunately for me, and I'm not really afraid to sell my services. I've always kind of believed in the work that I do, but, uh, but you definitely, you get ready for, you have to be a little high on your own supply. You have to be mm-hmm. a little, you have to be confident. Cause normally like in a, if you're an agency, you're going to hire a business development person. You'd hire a person who has all the right contacts, all the right VP contacts, all whatever. Yep. They're just a well-networked person. Their entire job is dedicated to finding the people with the budgets and getting them to pay them money. But they're selling a service based on their agency, but they, they're they not hanging their hat on all the work they've done 
personally mm-hmm. because they're an account person. They're just meant to sell the business in. And the other and, part I've heard about that too, that arrangement in studio and agency is that even on the feedback side, you have somebody filtering that feedback. 100%. So that yeah. it comes to you and it's you know three tasks, change this, <laughs> this, and this. You yeah, didn't yeah. hear the customer going, this is shit. Nobody's looking <laughs> yeah, at what yeah. like yeah. <laughs> the filter <laughs> is immediately to removed. Fly on the wall to hear all the trash talk that you heard. So <laughs> You learn all those skills. You learn to have thicker skin. You learn who the right people to talk to are, yeah. the clients you want to take on. You learn about all the red flags about, like, you know, who not to take on. Uh, uh, and then the second, I had a, a few stories, but the second story was really, um, I got fired from a, a project for a beverage project. Um, and I wouldn't say it was the hardest thing, but it was surprising because I've never been fired on a project before. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, I've had projects go like, okay, well, we need to stop this project because either, you know, um, the budget's not right or the client wants to go with a totally different person. I didn't consider the firing necessarily, but um, this one I was truly fired on. Um, and uh, I knew right away, like I knew I should not have taken this client when I first met them, but I had already taken half the money and it was through an agency. And so I was just in the room to pitch. He loved the pitch, but then he said some weird shit to me at the end, which was kind of like, like a power move, like... And uh, he said, uh, what do you say? Um, I won't say you're welcome until I see something you, I like, which was like, well, okay, well, you already like my work, so I don't understand why you, why you would say that I'm going to deliver options you don't like. You know, it's just a strange thing. Mm-hmm. And so I, um, I, uh, I, I went into the project, and, and the project just went exactly as bad as it could. Um, and uh, I'm not a person who, you know, I'm, I'm not a negative outlook person, but I'm mm-hmm. a realist so once you get into freelance you just have a sharper understanding of like what people are like and what the people you should look like are so I got fired from this project Uh, they didn't like anything I did he said everything looked like clip art or had been you know stolen it was really strange and so um, I had to kind of reassess like the only thing I really learned from that situation was um, the value of you know trusting that those red flags that I are really big. The, the ones that I know that are the ones that I shouldn't, um, ignore, I should pay more attention to, um, and just put, put precautions in place to like, make sure that I have to take those projects. So the, do you think looking back at that, when he comes up to you and says, I will say you're welcome when I see something I like, is that the moment where you should have gone, you know what? I'm out. Yes, that is actually, you're, you're totally right. I should. I had taken the, the main thing was I just had taken the money and I didn't, I didn't had never been in a position where I, you know, pitched to somebody had taken their money and immediately wanted out. But you're right. That should I, I should have, um, I should have gotten out at that point. Hey, you're not the right client for me. Sorry. Usually my clients just understand that we're on the same team mm-hmm. and, and this is already seems like we're at odds with people. Uh, and that's okay. Like, I think you'll find a designer, but I, you know, along the way also, then I found out they had used other designers that had been fired. You yeah, know, I had, it was just all these things that like I was finding out. I was almost like, uncovering this this mystery and going mm-hmm. like there's a bad sign over there there's a bad sign over there and i shouldn't take this project mm-hmm. um you know it's not the biggest deal in the world to get fired from a client but you just don't want it on your record subsequently i can see that beverage pretty much in every retailer that i ever ever see ever so uh the distribution on the product is wide so <laughs> it's just yeah, just one of those things, man. You uh, you make mistakes. So so I've had I've summited the mountain, and I've had Justin Trudeau and The Rock wearing my stuff, and then I've also made sure that I can go into every single Seven Eleven and see the beverage that I was fired from. So perfect. You know. <laughs> that's a good balance. I like that. That's what everybody life yeah. needs. So, but as <laughs> as a confident, you know, outgoing designer, 
being fired from a job. Does that, is that easy to brush off or did that affect you for a little while? Yeah. So I've been getting into meditation a lot lately. Good for so, you. uh, because I have a, like a bit of an obsessive compulsive twinge, um, that, you know, at different points of my life has kind of popped up and either sought, you know, cognitive behavioral therapy for whatever. Um, but, um, recognizing that your mind, your mind, everyone's mind, the collective mind, you will find yourself obsessing about things and the bad things that happen, you'll obsess about and the good things that happen, you'll just be relieved by, you not necessarily will. It's not like the high from certain highs isn't going to last nearly as long as the low of certain lows. Yes. So once you kind of recognize that that's the, that's just in your, your DNA, that's in your makeup, like it's easier to recognize when you're, you're being, you're perseverating. My wife would say you're perseverating on something. You're obsessing about it. So, um, uh, you get back into the work, man. Mm-hmm. You just get right back in. Just get look, back in. look, NBA players who are, are you know, Zion, who played last night, was amazing in this Pelican, Pelicans game. And I'm thinking, I'm looking at Twitter, which I'm trying not to look at, and uh, everyone's just going crazy for Zion. So I'm watching this game in the second half, and I look down, like Zion's having an amazing game. I look down at their record and it's like 17 and 29 or something. It's like 17 and 27. It's a losing record by like, it's not even close to a 500 (laughs) record. And I'm like, people are freaking stoked on this Zion game where these guys aren't even going to make the playoffs. Right. So Zion, the, you know, a household name now is having a losing record. He's not even going to make the playoffs. Now, if people were to like, if you were to perseverate on the bad things that are happening in life that you're probably not making playoffs or you missed part of your season because you're injured or whatever, you'd never play another game. So like the, the key is to just keep playing the game. Like just don't, don't stop playing the game. It's just like anything you're bad at, you want to just stay on it, you know? And that's why people quit things. Cause you know, it, it hurts to lose things, but it hurts worse to quit. And definitely. So. No, I couldn't agree more with that one. Um, I want to get a little bit more specific now. Can you take us to a specific design or project that you were a part of that did not go well or bring the desired result? Um, what was that like? How did that feel? Can you take us to that story? Did not go well or have the desired result. I mean, you kind of yeah, I mean, a bit I, with I the co- beverage one. Cover the beverage one. Um, yeah, every project is is about managing expectations with your clients. So mm-hmm. it's not you know, I'm talking specifically about being a freelancer, but you're trying to make a thing that you think is right for them. And they might even know better about what's right for them, but they can't articulate it. So you're doing this kind of dance together to show each other images and talk through it. And then one of the major problems is that I always want to make something new that's not in the marketplace. And my client wants to make something that's familiar. But like I was talking to Chuck, uh, Charles Anderson, CSA, Charles S. Anderson, um, uh, he's like design book guy. Like if you were a student, when I was a student, you would see all his design books mm-hmm. and he, and I'm talking to this legend and he's like, he's like, clients don't understand that when they don't take risk, they're taking more risk. <laughs> and <laughs> I, I was like, that. this is genius. Put this on a wall. When your brand is not taking risks, when your brand makes things that look like other things, you are making more risk for yourself. Mm-hmm. You're not standing out against the pack. You, and you, you are, People cannot remember you. <laughs> and so um, if, if you were to make a facsimile of someone else's work or someone else's identity or someone else's packaging, you're doing a disservice to that client mostly because you're, you're not taking any risk. Mm-hmm. And so um, I think about Ch- Charles Anderson's you know, 
uh, quote all the time because he said it to me in a personal group and he's a genius and so he should get attribution for that. But, but, um, but I wouldn't say there's one in particular other than that story I got fired on, but there's, you know, it's, it's always a delicate dance of trying to make the right thing for your client and mm-hmm. show them that making new things is way better than making things that you've seen before. Definitely. Nope. Couldn't agree more. Um, all right. I'm going to turn this bus around here for you, Josh. Tell me about a project that you've been a part of that you are the most proud of. One that just makes your heart sing. Most proud of. Yeah. You know, I can look through my portfolio. There's a lot of things that like, um, that I'm, I'm happy that I was in the right time and place for that someone chose me for. Um, I'm, I really love the work that I did, um, for chomp. You know, I just, Mm -hmm. I feel like adversity is a really important thing to like to have to face because you, you learn to deal with it. You learn to work around it or you learn to break through it. And, and chomp has been, this same deal, ups and downs, highs and lows, people who tell me it's their favorite brand, people who tell me that they don't get it or they hate it, you know, and the unfiltered feedback that you get from your audience, especially when it, it, can, it grows. Um, and, you know, I had this relationship, this business relationship that hurt, hurt my wholesale business a lot. And I had to wiggle my way out of that. And then I started a new relationship with a, a new wholesale business. And and having experienced all these kind of like highs and lows, and sometimes I think this thing is going to be huge, and then sometimes I think it's just going to fizzle out, and it's not going to work for me. And and being just proud of the riding the roller coaster of it, you know, like mm-hmm. just being proud of like continuing to make things despite of it not being – the biggest brand ever or whatever. And and the truth is most brands are not the biggest brands ever. Most brands are, are taking on water and not profitable. Most companies are probably not profitable. Um, so um, riding the roller coaster of things that we've ever chopped, the loyalty that people have had to chomp, the amount of people who have gotten tattoos of basically the artwork, we're talking a hundred people probably, you know, the, the fact that I'm learning all these other parts of business, inventory management, drop shipping, you know, product development, working with factories in China, you know, on products that I never thought I would make, a blanket, a weed rolling tray, you know, stickers, air fresheners, whatever the heck else, you know, shows up on there. And then, you know, learning that. And so now I have this almost like business of consultancy, understanding how all these things work and um, a little bit better. I'm not an expert, obviously, in all those things. I'm not an expert in most of those things. Um, but understanding email marketing and th- mm-hmm. those kinds of things, it's just like things I never had to do as a designer, I would never have to do as a designer. So um, I'm, I'm proud of that, you know. Um, but um, Definitely, yeah. because along with starting your own apparel brand, like there's so many pieces of that. Like yeah, you, people like don't you mentioned, know. It's crazy. I'm, that's what I'm jealous of, like a ShamWow or some shit, like a thing that's just one product. One, the the company is one product, you know, and it's one skew, and there's no other sizes, and there's the inventory management is just based on that one thing, and you just advertise that one messaging behind that one thing. Maybe you can't be uh, be around forever, but mm. um, but that idea of like yeah, cashing in, selling a sponge or some shit like that, that would be amazing. Dude, that smile, <laughs> that that smiley face emoji sponge. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. That Cleaned thing's incredible up. too. Cleaned yeah. up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, Josh, you've reached the point of the show for the ask it forward question, my friend. I got a question for you from my last guest and you get the opportunity to ask a question of my next guest, but I'm not going to tell you who they are. 
So my previous guest was Lenny Terenzi out of Raleigh, North Carolina. He's been in the game for 46 plus years, knows his stuff. And mm-hmm. he wanted to ask you, Josh, what does community mean to you? Oh, Lenny asked that question. I know Lenny. Um, he's a good dude. He definitely is a guy who would be all about community. I'm mm-hmm. sure you talked about that in your, your podcast. Definitely. Well, you, you, when you become a freelancer, you're an island. So you, you know, it, get, it becomes really important right away that you, you associate yourself with like-minded people. You associate mm-hmm. yourself with people who are having the same struggles. You find mentors who can um, help you through questions that are not easily answered. You can help people sharpen your work. I mean, community, you know, we run a, we run an event, me and um, Amy and Jen Hood and a and Josh Ritchie and a few other people, we run an event called Connecting Things. That event series is a speaker series that um, happens once a month, and, and all these people come to it, and they meet, and you know, some of those people are getting jobs out of it. Some of those people are finding dating relationships or friend new friendships, and um, I always say that we haven't had a baby come out of it yet, but there's always tonight. So <laughs> I, think the, <laughs> I think the main thing is uh, community is kind of uh, everything, especially, I mean, look, the, the, a lot of people who 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 want my advice um, tend to be people who are stuck in a in their career or in a job that's providing them with a paycheck, um, and they really like that paycheck, um, but they're afraid of what that means to have to be reliant on their themselves for finding new work. Mm-hmm. And a, and it seems like a big thing across the board is that these people have sort of been isolated in some way. That they, they have people they know and the, the people they know are the people they work with and, and that kind of thing. But they're not, there's no like macro bigger group of people that they're, you know, bouncing ideas off of or talking to, you know, and so that's why they're talking to me. Mm-hmm. So the, the thing I always tell them is get a mentor, get a, be a part of a community, you know, start going to events, start getting to know people, you know, because mm-hmm. once your eyes are open to the opportunities that are out there, then there's no turning that off. You can see like how other people are doing it. And that's not, it's hard, but it's not that hard. It's not impossible. You know, there's like, there's just things you put in place. If you want to do your own thing that you, you can, you can do it. So I think community is really valuable for you know navigating any hardships in your life. It's mm-hmm. really good for just getting feedback about your work. If even if you don't want to become a freelancer or whatever, you 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 need those people to to just be in solidarity with you. Because look, jobs suck. You know, like they, like working for people can suck. Like mm-hmm. there are parts of my job that like most of it's like fun design stuff, but you know there's parts of my job where it's email correspondence and setting up files for people and. You know, this all this other stuff that gets on the sideline, it's not that fun, man. So I don't I think the main thing is community um will help absolve you of a lot of uh, problems or you know, hardships that you normally have. Beautiful. Now before I get your ask it forward question, you'd mentioned in your answer here and earlier on in the episode about mentors. During your transition from working in house to freelance, who are a couple of key mentors that helped you through that process? Um Noah Elias helped me on uh, quite a few occasions he helped me with some illustration stuff um he helped me with um uh, my pricing for consulting mm-hmm. um and then what what things i should bring to the table there and what sorts of services i should offer um time Matson has done that for me similarly give me feedback about my work taught me a little bit about business development taught me a little bit about um you know client red flags and things i would want to avoid you know he gave me this anecdote that was like um 
you always want to work with the person who makes the decisions, you know. And so that's a, I mean, it seems obvious now, you know, in retrospect, but you wouldn't believe how many people you are just kind of like the surrogate or the person who don't call the shots and their job is to like give feedback and be the liaison. And, you know, that can work. It just mostly doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Um, and especially, you know, the same in the same way, if there's more than two decision makers on a project, like Danger. things, things get, get wild. They don't always get wild, but they just, you know, designed by committee is a real, a real issue. Um, and you can see it come out in a lot of sort of identity branding from, from uh, you know, bigger corporations that um, that stuff is getting watered down or looks like they're competitors, and, and you you can just tell. Oh, there's a lot of people making decisions on that. So then, um, and then uh, he also helped me decide what services to offer in consulting. Um, you know, Barbara Peterson of Valencia Community College helped me get a get into the right school. Um, Randy Taylor, who was at Flagler College, is the person who got me my first job at Billabong, and he's a mentor to me. Uh, uh, Aaron Hennings of, of Stance Socks has constantly advised me about uh, you know the ways to, to do the right licensing deals with certain companies and what I should ask for and what's appropriate. Um, I've had um, Roger, who's I can't think of Roger's last name. He's the lawyer who's given me free advice like on a few occasions. <laughs> Amazing. And a fucking lawyer, dude. <laughs> like, you know how expensive lawyers are? So yeah, you'd never even think that, you know, in your freelance career, oh, I should have a lawyer contact, should look oh, for yeah. insurance, like all of these oh, things, yeah. right? It's like, dude, if I could find a dentist and just get him to look at my mouth. Look, I mean, that's it. I'll get to the free work issue in a sec, but like um, Amy and Jed Hood are always giving me feedback on my identity branding. Last night, um, uh, what's his name? Um, I'm spacing. Alex Rinker gave me feedback about what I should be charging for identity stuff because I feel like I haven't really been charging enough. I need to maybe charge more. And so he was giving me good, candid feedback about that. And so, yes, some of those are mentors, people who are you know much older than me, been through you know a lot more than me, maybe ten years my senior, maybe twenty years my senior. Um, and then, you know, I have my contemporaries who are just doing what I'm doing. They're in the, they're in the thick of it. And, you know, they're not mentors, but they have a lot of knowledge to give. So, um, we give good feedback and I'm pretty choosy about those things, but I, you know, Mm. I could go on forever, but all those people are worth knowing all their work is really, really good. All those people, you know, you know, I'm a so fucking lucky to know them to like have people like that, that I can just text, like, what do you think about this? You know? Mm. So, um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, there's more people, Alex Medina, He's a brand designer. He's giving feedback on my work. Uh, so that's amazing. Um, uh, I can name a, a lot of people. You know, that's the other thing about free work, free advice. Uh, you know, free logos or whatever. I, I I'm not against it in any way. I mean, I think every industry is getting it. You know, you know. I joked about the dentist thing, like, look at my tooth. You're probably at church, and someone's like, hey, man, I got this. Can you look at this tooth? You yeah, know, what like, do you think of this? Ah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm sure that's happening, right? Like. So um, I'm not opposed to free feedback and free work, right? really, especially I know the person, you know. Um, so I've given free logos to people that I thought their business would really do, friends that I really love and thought they could kickstart their business or something. So, uh, and I'm not a- afraid of that at all. So we're all kind of in, in this together. And um, don't get me wrong, like I charge people. I for sure charge yeah. them. It's the, car- <laughs> it's the karma circle, man. It's... You know, you give and you help those who you feel need that and that yeah. support you. Yeah. And, um, you know, the business flows from just good vibes, good connection out there. Yeah. There's this guy, Greg, Craig Gross right now, who I'm helping, who he's a uh, he's an, a designer illustrator. He's a lot like me. He left Under Armour. 
yeah. uh, to do his own thing. And he's a really great guy, man. Like, and and I want him to do good, you know. And like, so he, I I'm constantly calling him and texting him and 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 staying on him. Like, here's here's the way I did it. You know, I really people need to know you exist, and I'm giving him feedback all the time as much as I can because mm-hmm. I want him to do good. He's a good illustrator, he's a good designer, and so um, I just feel like. Um, I've seen people fail at, um, things that they were good at, things, things that they should have nailed, you know? And, um, so I want to constantly block people from, you know, burning out or not achieving the thing that they could easily do mm-hmm. is right within their grasp. You know, yeah. we're not, we're not talking about becoming Steven Sagmeister or somebody, you know, not becoming the most, you know, well-known designer. We're just talking about getting your dues, you know, getting people to pay you for what you're good at, like that should be within your reach. And so, yeah, that's, that's why people help me. That's why I help others. I'm not going to say that I help everyone all the time. I'm not like, not a mother Teresa. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's a dynamite answer for, for Lenny's question about community. You know, not only did you answer what community means to you, but you dove into how you are exercising and continually giving back and receiving help from community, which is amazing. Yeah. Um, so Josh, what is the question you would like me to ask the next guest? Um, let's go with, uh, we could do like something, could be something modern. You know, what value does social media play on your business? Hmm. What value does social media have on your business? I love it. I'm pretty curious about that one because some people you talk to will tell you it's everything. And Mm -hmm. some people and other people I talk to, it appears to not really mean much to them at all. Mm -hmm. And, so it's kind of a broad spectrum there. So Perfect. I'd be curious about that. Josh, I've reached the end of the Quickie Podcast, man. Thank you so much for your time and being my guest today. I really appreciate it. Man, it's been great, dude. Um, follow me on at Chomp Brand and follow me at Joshua underscore Ariza and then on Twitter, Joshua underscore Ariza. I, um, I had a blast. It's been fun making stuff. And um, thanks for having me on your podcast. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to this interview on the Quickie Podcast. I really appreciate your time, appreciate your attention. And if you like what you're hearing here, please head over to Spotify or iTunes, Apple Podcasts, wherever you're listening, and leave a rating and a review for the show. I really appreciate it, and they make me smile. Talk to you soon.